0: Where nature is harsh and demanding,
1: where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place
0: for civilized man. Take it in
1: the guts, Barry. <laughs>
0: All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that door. And good morning, it's Annie for Showreel uh, 3CR's Look at Australian Film about people who make films and why they do it and how they do it. And uh, today we've got uh, a great little chat that I did with uh, a filmmaker, Australian filmmaker called Ariel Kleiman. Now, Ariel is, has got a film out called Partisan, which uh, is going to be uh, screening in Australian film uh, cinemas on uh, May the twenty eighth. That's when it's, when it's been launched in the Australian scene. It's uh, a great film. I've seen it, and uh, it's uh, really punches above its weight. It's uh, got a, the star is um, it's the lead actor is Vincent uh, Cassel. You might remember him in uh, Darren Aronofsky's Black Swan. He was the fellow who was the uh, uh, the ballet master. Uh, anyway, in this particular film, he is a, a charismatic fellow who brings together a group of people into a uh, enclosed world and uh, among in a fragmented world around around it. It's uh, a great film. It's really worth going to see. But uh, also, this is uh, Ariel's. Uh, directorial debut for a feature. He's made shorts before and uh, he wrote it with his uh, girlfriend, uh, Sarah Singler. Uh, Singler. Uh, they are obviously going... They're people that uh, should be watched out for in the future. I hope I've got the names correct. I'm pretty sure I have because, uh, uh, as I said, this film is... a. Uh, a very unusual piece of filming and it's a, it should uh, be the beginning of a very illustrious career. I'll just um, make sure that I didn't... Um... Yeah, Sarah Singler. They're obviously a great little team, uh, great little filmmakers. Let's uh, go ahead and hear what Ariel's got to say.
1: Let's begin with
0: your association with Sundance.
1: OK, um... Uh, Sundance uh, was the first film festival that I attended with my short films. Um, Totally out of the blue, my second year film, Young Love, got into the festival and um, I travelled there at the start of 2010 and that film uh, kind of even more randomly went on to win an award. Um, And based off that, that actually brought me to the attention of the producers of Partisan, which are Anna and Sarah at Warp Films Australia. Um, and they had heard of the award and I sent them my shorts. And when I got back to Melbourne, we met up and um, that was kind of the birth of this movie.
0: So you and your, uh, your friend, uh, Sarah Singler, so you guys wrote this script Uh, and uh, then you were able to offer it to these people who already had uh, credentials uh, for producing Snowtown, right?
1: Yeah, well, exactly. Uh, Well, basically, um, Anna and Sarah came on at the very start, even before we started writing the script, so we actually um, kind of pitched the idea to them, and they were the ones who kind of commissioned it and uh, were on from the very start, so just before they even
0: had made Snowtown. Oh, right. So in actual... Because I was going to say that there's a certain level of uh, strategy going on here, it seems to me. Uh, On one hand, in your... uh, Maybe it's luck, in a sense, or uh, your giftedness has brought you to the attention of others, which has then had a knock-on effect in taking you to the next level, while also the producers are also looking at a strategically... Uh, working out how they're going to pitch their product to an international market. Would that be fair?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, they, I mean, I can't fully speak for them, but uh, I guess they're looking for projects that they connect with and that they feel that um, have a place in the marketplace and that they can finance. Um, and, you know, as a filmmaker, you're just... Uh, I'm looking for people who have uh, like-minded views, like similar cinema, um, and want to tell uh, the type of stories that um, that uh, I've written.
0: Now, you, you came to my attention uh, originally because I interviewed someone who was in your film about uh, people stuck in a submarine, which you shot in Russian. Isn't that true? Oh, yeah. But, uh, what I was uh, captured by was the... Uh, sense of originality and also uh your uh, obvious focus on particular uh allegorical or uh, metaphorical approaches to storytelling.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean um my favorite experiences in cinema are the ones that kind of uh uh throw me into like a world that I'm not totally familiar with um, but for some reason I you know I end up totally connecting to it. And it, and they leave me kind of uh, with something to think about once I once I leave the cinema, you know they're not easily forgotten. And um, in many ways, uh, I guess that's uh, what I hope to do in my own films. Um, and I guess the last two have turned out to be these kind of uh, kind of mythic allegories.
0: Yeah, and well, I was wondering, because uh, I'm partisan. Uh, if you look up the word partisan, it says it's a committed member of a political party. Now, what you've done is created a uh, environment uh, where one person uh, brings in others who need shelter, who need food, need security, and creates a community within a closed space in a fragmented world, yep. which is a metaphor for a lot of things, I'd say. I mean, one the actors said that they thought it was a metaphor for uh, father and son, but I actually saw it in a much larger sense than that.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, um, we were actually inspired by even the purer definition of the word partisan, which in the dictionary is a devout follower. Um, And I guess uh, the partisan of the movie is um, Alexander.
0: Yeah, the child.
1: And and he is, um, what the movie, I guess, is saying that there's no greater devout follower than a child um, up to a certain age.
0: Mm. And And uninformed.
1: Exactly, yeah. Um, But yeah, I think, um, I guess like all uh, great fables, I I hope that the film can be understood on on a very intimate level. Um, like, you know, a family unit or can be understood on a greater societal level too.
0: Now, you you were uh, raised in or born in Melbourne, raised in Melbourne. You went to the uh, uh, arts college here and learnt your skills as a filmmaker, but your name gives the impression that you actually come from another background. Um, you've got European background, is that correct?
1: Uh, Yeah, my parents uh, were born in the USSR. Right, yeah. Um, Now, um, in Odessa, which is now Ukraine. Mm. And my brother was born there too, and they immigrated to Melbourne in the 70s. So I was the first um, generation of Aussies in my family.
0: Yeah, and the reason why I bring it up is that uh, this film, to me, uh, shares with... uh, our community that passed because uh, having read a variety of Russian short stories novels, it does have that kind of sensibility. Is Were you influenced by that?
1: Yeah, totally. I mean Russians have this kind of way of telling a tragedy like yeah. no one else and um, I wasn't directly like setting out to make a, a Russian tragedy or using anything specific as a reference but It might just be uh, in the blood (laughs) that kind of leads me to (laughs) that sort of storytelling at the moment.
0: Well, it's a wonderfully simple and resonant way of getting across uh, extraordinary uh, human uh, condition, right? You do a wonderful job, I have to say. And I was really fascinated by how you were able to marry the locations that were from Australia with the Georgian locations. Can you tell us about that a bit?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, well, I guess, um, as part of creating this kind of allegory, we, we really wanted to set the film in a nowhere land or an impressionistic world, um, that's kind of very much seen through the eyes of this boy, Alexander. Um, and early on, very early on, I traveled to Georgia and was kind of blown away by, um, that country and the landscapes. And it felt very much like that nowhere land that, um, I imagined, for the movie. So we always knew we wanted to shoot those exteriors in Georgia, and uh, ultimately we ended up creating the interior world, the compound, which Grigori, the main character, has created and built by himself. We created that in Melbourne. And with a lot of amazing work by um, a very kind of talented design team, they seamlessly built that world in Melbourne that totally fit into the the world and the exteriors of Georgia that we knew we wanted to shoot in.
0: What about the, uh, you used the tunnels in the Nepean Peninsula, isn't yeah. it, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's like a real kind of a, we shot in all sorts of different locations to, to kind of create that world. We shot in caves in Georgia, tunnels in Point Nepean, um, interiors um, in Mount Eliza. And, um, you know, it's it's a big team of very talented people who kind of bring it together so seamlessly, um, together with the cinematographer, Jermaine McMicking, who um, amazingly, for instance, travelled to Georgia by himself before the shoot to kind of even get a sense of the light there. And the way the textures and the uh, the way the light feels, um, and that also like uh, can't be um, it can't be kind of uh, discounted. How how big an effect that makes the whole f- seamless uh, tapestry kind of connect.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. And it obviously paid off because he was a winner at Sundance for this cinematography
1: exactly yeah which was amazing for everyone to um see him win that award which he deserved so much and it's also that award is a testament to the design <laughs> so i have agree. a theory that the cinematographer always gets uh, the credit for uh the production and costume design yeah yeah um so it's uh i think it was a very well deserved award
0: check this out man <laughs> This is Izzy Brown from Combat Wombat. 3CR's annual Radiothon is almost here. At 3CR, we're calling to you to activate the airwaves by donating your money from the 1st of June till the 14th for 3CR's annual Radiothon. So keep 3CR active on the airwaves for another year. Any amount you can afford makes a big difference, so donate. Go online to 3cr.org.au or call us on 94198377. Let's do it together and support 3CR, truly independent community radio.
1: Yeah!
0: (laughs) Yeah, and do what Izzy says, donate. Through uh, January, the, uh, June the 4th to 1st to the 14th. I'm getting my numbers and dates all mixed up. If you want to donate for to keep Showreel on the line, then that would be wonderful. You could ring in and you could say, uh, yes, uh, 94198377, that uh, you want to donate those pennies to uh, keep Showreel online. But of course, there may be other. Programs that you are in love with on 3CR because we've got a wonderful, diverse community of broadcasters on 3CR, and it's become more and more apparent that uh, having uh, free, uh, independent uh, media, which is what community radio at 3CR represents, is becoming more and more and more important in the uh, world of. the present uh, neoliberal established order. Anyway, at the moment, we're having a yarn with Ariel, Ariel Kleiman, who's the director of Partisan. And I can't uh, emphasise enough that this is really a film that you could uh, easily put on your calendar and uh, go and see. It uh, really punches above its weight. It's really original and uh, very thought-provoking, beautifully done. Anyway, we'll go on and listen a little bit more to Ariel who I'm sure is going to enter the uh, ranks of uh, auteur filmmaking. There's a lot of atmosphere in this film. Uh, it's deceptively simple, and the sound uh, landscape is also extraordinarily uh, captivating. I hope you're going to release the uh, soundtrack of the children singing, for example.
1: Yeah, those, um, all the pop songs in the movie were created by from scratch, Bespoke for the film, and uh, they were created in pre production by three amazing artists Metronomy, Sebastian Tellier, and Jarvis Cocker. And um, I would love to release, I think uh, we're working on plans to release those um, maybe together with the score yeah. as a, as a part of an album.
0: Absolutely haunting with the uh, young children. It's a sort of part of the allegory too, where you've got uh, young children singing, uh, well, I've just heard it being called G-string pop songs. Um, (laughs) It's so uh, spooky and uh, uh, resonant uh, to the themes within the film itself.
1: Yeah, we were kind of inspired a bit by um, our travels through Asia and watching how um, how children in, uh, I mean, specifically we were in Vietnam, how the kids there were singing karaoke. Mm. Um, and to them, uh, it really is not like, uh, it's not a joke. <laughs> you know, uh, we're so used to seeing karaoke being this kind of drunken joke that you do um, with your friends. But for the kids there, they sang with such sincerity, such emotion, and uh, I love the idea of uh, seeing the kids in Partisan kind of express their inner demons and their inner, um, the weight, the emotional weight and baggage that have, has been put on them and expressing that through songs.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, and also I think that the uh, you, you should take credit for the uh, way that you have been able to put forward the... Uh, burden of uh, the women uh, and how this place provides them with a sanctuary which is so much uh, needed uh, and uh, that balance between uh, uh, the balance and security of of security and uh, props the rather awful dimensions of that security, that they give their freedom up in order to gain it.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's the biggest instinct of a parent, in a way, is to protect their kids and provide them security. Um, and uh, it's a very tragic scenario in the film, and it's you know very much inspired by um, the harsh realities um, of certain places in the world. Um, we were inspired specifically by Colombia, where um, a lot of single mothers are unfortunately kind of convinced to give their kids over to these um, drug lords who use them to uh, carry out um, similar horrible acts that are portrayed in the film.
0: Oh, it's so gruesome. Um, Now, yeah, well, you do it really well. And uh, the other thing, uh, of course, then leads to the actors. Now, you punched uh, above your weight, considering we're in Australia, but you were looking... To the best so you get Vincent Cassell but I noticed that he wasn't actually your original choice
1: yeah well it's a funny thing how that stuff works In that, um he was in fact you know <laughs> Vincent was our uh pretty much our top choice for the role but uh it's very hard to get through to these big stars well, that's and right. um
0: and he is a big star
1: and he is a big star and um in the end, we uh, ended up casting another actor in the role and um, who, in his own right, is an incredible uh, performer.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say. I was not to sneer at the person you originally put in your um, application for funding.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's, um, I mean, he's Oscar Isaac. He's, um, his career's kind of blown up since then and he's a, he's a phenomenal actor. Um, and... Uh, I mean, I don't know, these things work out in a funny way, but in the end, his schedule uh, clashed with our shoot. Um, and in the meantime, Vonsant had read the script and uh, luckily really liked it. And um, we were able to go back to him. And, uh, I'm, you know, I'm really pleased that he ended up bringing the character to life because I think uh, I love the way he's done it.
0: Yeah, it's terrific. And what about the boy? He's also a French actor, isn't he? Alexander.
1: Yeah, his name's Jeremy, and we, um, we found him in Sydney, and, you know, it was absolutely daunting trying to cast that role because, you know, the character of Alexander is the hero of the film. He's pretty much in every scene, and in some scenes he goes like mano a mano with Vincent Cassell, and uh, it needed a boy with an Purisma. incredible presence to do that, and... Um, lucky we luckily we found jeremy who never acted before but had this incredible um incredible maturity and incredible instinct and uh he's a very sensitive young kid and uh, I think he uh he kind of really uh makes his mark in the movie
0: and now it leads to the fact that uh, the majority of the other people in this film besides uh, Vincent, were uh this was you blooded them basically this was the uh, first time they'd ever acted you you do wonderful things with this uh, um, with these kids they do a, you, they're just fantastic in this film how did you do that?
1: Um, well I, I you know I always I did love the idea that um, we would have this kind of seasoned actor surrounded by um, first timers so in a way these People were following Von Sant just like the characters are following his character Gregory, oh, right.
0: Like chickens.
1: Exactly, yeah. Um, and the kids, to be honest, the, the, the most important part is um, the casting process. And, you know, we really searched really hard and wide for really um, characterful um, kids with big imaginations and big personalities. And, you know, at times the volume got pretty loud on set, but um, they also delivered some really beautiful performances in the movie.
0: They did. They certainly did. How did your uh, editing process happen?
1: Uh, we edited for a, for a long time. It was um, with all the kids. And to be honest, the amazing thing about Von Son is that he gives you so many options mm. on set. uh, We could basically, in the editing room, cut his character, edit his character in so many different ways. It's an amazing quality in an actor. And um, a lot of the editing process was finding that perfect balance in his character Um, and uh, capturing all the nuance and the kind of different shades of grey within this man.
0: Where, where are you going to take this film? Is it scheduled to go in? I mean, I know it's got scheduled to... You already had a distribution arrangement and all the rest of it. You've got an American uh, a distributor as well as a local distributor. Uh, so when how's that all going to be handled?
1: Uh, well, it premieres in Australia, um, obviously on the 28th, and then um, from there it will uh, slowly kind of make its way to Europe... Um, probably through a few festivals and then um, I guess uh, it'll start hitting theatres. It hits theatres um, in the USA um, on October 2nd um, and uh, followed by Asia and uh, Europe. So a mixture of uh, film festivals and uh, kind of theatrical releases through the next year.
0: What did you learn from making this film because I think you're an extraordinary filmmaker, and uh part of that is that you were learning something every time you do something
1: oh absolutely i mean it's such a such a different experience for me going from student short films to um to uh, a feature film with you know professional crew and um a cast of this size um it's really hard to magnify <laughs> kind of uh, articulate how much i've learned um it's very uh my uh learning is very far and wide on this movie
0: thanks for talking to me ariel i think i've uh, monopolized you as much as i'm allowed
1: thanks a lot i appreciate it
0: thank you bye bye 3cr's 2015 radiothon is almost here we need your support more than ever indigenous people refugees Students and people with a disability, the unemployed, youth and the elderly are all under attack from Abbott government's ideological war on the poor. At 3CR we're asking you to activate the airwaves from June 1st to 14th by donating money during our annual Radiothon to keep us on air for another year. Any amount you can afford makes a big difference, so to donate go to 3cr.org.au or call 94198377.
1: Get active! Support 3CR, truly independent community radio.
0: And that's it for Showreel this week. As I uh, said earlier in the show, we've uh, been talking to Ariel Kleiman, the director of a film called Partisan. And as I said, also, this film is a great film. The reviewers who came out of the review session that I went to were all quite captivated and uh, singing its praise as, as they were going out. The doors. So uh, you're, you're on the inside uh, in running with the information that Partisan is something you should put in your uh, notebooks and uh, go and see. It starts on the 28th of May in Australia. So uh, look it up. Uh, you'll probably find that it's uh, at Nova and uh, a variety of other good cinema chains around uh, Melbourne and in other places. Uh, it's... Uh, Really worth seeing and you should watch out for Ariel's uh, future projects, I would say. Uh, As I said, it's uh, us, we're leaving and uh, coming up next is uh, published or not. Uh, We'll go out with uh, some Cat Empire because I really like it and it's Profits in the Sky. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia.